everyone, and welcome to the seventh episode of Carpe Diem. Uh, my name is Alexa Othan and Gerard. I'm here with my co-hosts, Meredith SK. Oh, that's me. I'm Meredith SK. I'm learning how to be a DM. And, and Chris I'm, Hockabout. And hello, I'm Chris Hockabout, and I'm helping out. <laughs> you're, you're, you're pivotal to this instruction. That's uh, true. Well, we are, we are a triangle. We mm. are... Magic number three. And we're also uh, hopefully helping all of you learn how to be a DM along with me. So if you've been listening with us up until now, Meredith has been working on her campaign, The Mystery of Turtle Mountain. Mm -hmm. um, we've talked about characters who might inhabit this world. We've talked about the mountain, the Turtle Mountain itself. Mm -hmm. um, but we haven't really gotten a chance to get into some of the nitty gritty. So tonight we're going to be working on building, building some character sheets for her characters as well as uh, mapping out Turtle Mountain and mm -hmm. its uh, environment. Right. And we're also doing a uh, video recording of this. So there will be video and stills available at dmcast.net when mm -hmm. this uh, show goes up. That's so if right. you're listening just on podcast, I encourage you to go to our website or our Twitter, Twitter, which is cpdmcast, uh, so that you can see some of the things we have made and we'll be putting up PDFs, if that's possible, if not high-res images, so that you can maybe play this game along with yeah, us. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, adopt this world for your own campaign if you like. So you guys, uh, I've made character sheets for in, in regular campaigns before. Mm -hmm. um, I have not made character sheets for NPCs before. NPCs. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, the process is much the same, except that since you're the GM, you get to just decide what happens. Like, <laughs> Is it the same though? Like you kind of roll them out or you just, you, you do whatever. It is, it is up to you. I know GMs who roll their characters out like they were PCs. I know GMs who just stat them up according to what they feel like that character should have. So mm -hmm. exactly. I mean, these characters come, spring from your mind and they serve a role yeah. in the mm -hmm. campaign. So they're not really, uh, they don't uh, face the same limits mm -hmm. that say a player that character player would. Characters do. Um, you know, I think sometimes uh, rolling randomly, rolling randomly can be, um, uh, rolling randomly can be fun. Potentially, it gives that character uh, some uniqueness, some individuality that it wouldn't have otherwise. On the other hand, you know, you want NPCs to be able to do the things that they need to do for their role in your game. You know, you if you roll up the the barbarian war chiefess and she uh, has a strength of four, um, you know, and she's meant to be like the final mano a mano combat at the end of the the arc um mm -hmm. that's that's to look a little unsatisfying so so when i'm designing these npcs do i design them with my players in mind like should i know i mean like i feel like i'm doing all this work beforehand but at the same time like should they be complementary to my players strengths well, no, and weaknesses I mean, consider them as individuals and, and their stat blocks just reflect kind of the kind of character that you have in mind for them unless they're going to be yeah. joining the other players mm -hmm. in their adventures and they need to serve a role in a in combat party. capacity mm -hmm. or something yeah. and maybe you want to consider what the other players are but just by themselves or characters um give them whatever stats you feel are appropriate to reflect their personality and their 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 persona okay and maybe even rolling dice is kind of fun because that brings into the mind that 
you're gonna roll a shitty stat on one of them. Rolling dice is always fun. For and me. and a dump stat, as as they're called, uh, is actually a greater source Wait, of role playing than what's a dump stat. A dump stat is essentially the stat that you deem to be the least important to the kind of character you're playing. For a fighter, it might be intelligence or charisma. Charisma for a wizard, it's strength or maybe constitution. Although you want to skip on constitution with a wizard, but um. So, in other words, if you get a bunch of good rolls and one bad stat, Mm -hmm. it's the one that uh, you're. That stat is the dump stat is the one where you're like, you know what this. This wizard doesn't really need to be charismatic because none of his actual powers deal with charisma. Mm. So his dump stat is charisma. But so of now, course, a low stat is a source sure, of can personality. Be, can be interesting. Low okay. charisma can here's, indicate someone who's sort of you know, weird and mm. weird. Here's what I'll say. More importantly than building the characters mechanically to reflect your PCs, once you start to develop player characters uh, with your players, it's more important that you tie your NPCs into the players' lives in some interesting way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've talked about the NPCs that I think we're going to make tonight are NPCs who are at the inn on Turtle Mountain who are who are met by the players, right? Mm-hmm. And so, if that's the case, we really want to make sure that those NPCs, when the players encounter them, you know, they we don't want them. We don't want every NPC to somehow be like coincidentally there even though you know they're they they have some deep link but but some of them should be from places that the players have heard about some of them should be maybe from the players hometowns right there again like if you can weave the more you can weave your npcs into the background of the world and the more you can connect that to the players the better if the players find out that like one of the npcs has been hassled by a criminal organization that the player is also you know sort of like down on in Mm. their backstory that forges an instant bond between those characters. But I can kind of like add that as I go along if the NPC stays yeah, around. Right? Sure. Yeah, definitely. And and you'll have a better sense of that after your PCs make their mm. characters. So uh, let's talk hardware for a second. Okay. Um, I've got in front of us, as you can tell if you go look at the photos uh, or video, uh, I've got a sort of one of these sort of magic white vinyl uh, square ruled adventure maps what are these battle map battle map map. map. okay um adventure map would probably also be acceptable okay so we've got character sheets and Mm -hmm. we've got this dungeon map battle map battle map but this isn't going to be a battle map it's going to be a map of turtle yeah this is actually just this is just a terrain map really Mm -hmm. it's unfortunate that tortoise doesn't sound as good as turtle in like the mystery of turtle mountain Mm -hmm. since it's you know Incorrect. I no, that like, thing is going to go like underwater. Tortuga. Oh, he's going to Tortuga. Yeah, the, but the mystery of Tortuga Mountain. Anyways, um, so we've talked about a few of my NPCs mm-hmm. uh, so far. There's the priest. Mm-hmm. There's like the sort of vacationing adventure couple. Right. Uh, there's the mountaineering boy. The mountaineering boy. <laughs> he's a grown-up perfect boy, is what he is. <laughs> um, and uh, there's the bar back, the like sort of youngster right. bar back. Um, and none of these have classes yet. Right. Yeah. Um, or names. I think we sort of came up with a name for the priest and I decided it was terrible. Apparently um, you didn't like the name Orthos. Orthos. Yeah. Cause it sounds terrible. It's a terrible name. Fair, that's legit. Oh, there's also the middleman, I guess. Mm-hmm. 
which I don't really envision being around very long. Like he, be, okay. he meets someone, he meets him at the beginning, kind of sends him out. Maybe has something to do with the priest. Do I still need to make a sheet for him? I mean, explicitly no, no, mm-hmm. yeah, because no. like unless they happen to decide, oh, the first piece we meet, we're gonna kill him. Like if my players are just like one hundred percent murder hobos. Yeah, if this if that if that character is is simply just a you know one of the many cast who delivers important lines, mm. but is is <laughs> expected to fall. Like a sack of potatoes the first time anything hits him. Yeah, you don't need to make a sheet for that. Okay, so... Um, Again, if you if you wind up in a pinch, you can always use a monster manual exactly. stats. Oh, so it can oh be, right, uh, right. You know, a thug or a brigand from or the Or like an manual. online generator sort of thing. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> you sound negative about this. Mm, well, it's really that everything you really need for an ancillary character like that, you could find on the back the of the manual. monster okay, manual. Okay, okay. Um, so... How many things, and like versus when I'm you're making a character sheet for something like a character that you're playing mm-hmm. in a in a campaign, how many of these things do you need to fill out for something where it's, you know, like how do you decide how much of this you fill out? I guess it all <laughs> it depends upon it really depends upon how involved you expect this character to be in the story and this in in terms of is this char- are you expecting to make this character actually make skill checks uh gotcha. are powers important for this character and so like if they if you think either the characters are going to fight them or will be fighting alongside them yes exactly yeah, that's a good or way adventuring alongside if, them, I guess. if they're gonna have to serve in any capacity other than a source of damage and a and a a, a uh, sponge for damage then yeah, a, a sheet is is certainly warranted. Damage Sponge is my uh, new band name. <laughs> actually, I think that might be an album name. So I kind of like the idea of actually starting with that the like mountaineering couple. Mm-hmm. Okay, because they I think they're the fluffiest. Yeah, but also they're the ones who, in my head at least, the way that I'm imagining them, are the most likely to when the turtle starts moving, go with the players yeah. and do stuff. Right. I've got I've got an idea, okay. and this might be stupid, but. Maybe rule of cool. I think they should be on one character sheet together. Like they're so tied at the hip. That, okay. Yeah. I mean, is that no? It's can totally you do doable. that? Yeah, absolutely. Like I one mean, of those power couples that they like, you know, like cross country ski uh-huh. in unison. Mm-hmm. You know, they ride a tandem bicycle. They adventure together. Do you, uh, I guess if they're you, tied in, together with a rope when they're mountaineering. <laughs> but it, that if you intend for them to be mechanically interchangeable, uh, are you imagining that they're? Are you imagining that they're mechanically identical or are you imagining that they're mechanically one person? Kind of mechanically one person. Like, okay. like people cool. have portmanteaued sure. their two yeah, names. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, okay. So why don't I start with that? Okay. Um, I just think that's funny. It's, it's funny. Is it funny? It's, it's funny. I think it's interesting. You're making a face. I mean. <laughs> Which doesn't come through in podcasts. Especially because, especially <laughs> because I think when we first introduced these characters, you, you mentioned that they were going to be like, some of the weirder races like Dragonborn. Oh God. Yeah. Then you get into this problem hilarious. where like, if they're both on one character sheet, then like, do they have both of the racial abilities of like Dragonborn and whatever other race they are or whatever. But honestly, you can just hand with hand with that stuff away. If that's not something that you're, that you care about. Yeah. Then I mean, fine. I think it's just funny. Like, I mean, maybe later on there might be some sort of like reveal that they are a, you know, sort of horcruxes of each other or something. <laughs> sure. uh, but just like on first glance, one of those, uh, you know, if, if they stick around, yeah, mm. if they stick around. Um, it, it does mean having them be one person mechanically instead of two people means that they're slightly less effective 
um, mm. in general. Mm. Because like, if if <laughs> if one brigand jumps them on the road, they don't outnumber him, yeah. right? Like mechanically speaking, right? Which is a little unless hard they, to wrap your head around. Unless they were higher power. No, no, no. no. But like, if you're writing one character sheet for them, mm. and one and one robber like jumps out on the road, and it's just the one robber and the two of them. They have, they'll have one initiative, mm-hmm. right? So they'll only act once every round because there's, there's only one character there. Mm-hmm. But, but in general, if you have two people, they'll act twice around. Mm-hmm. So, so what, I mean, what I was saying is that in this case, like they don't outnumber, there are two of them, but they don't outnumber mm-hmm. one other person. If, if that makes any, any kind of sense. And I, and I guess conceivably you could say that if you really wanted to go with the idea that these are civilians and they're not right, yeah. of adventuring caliber in a sense, then, then yeah, maybe they live and die together. It's mm-hmm. like they can, when together they can muster enough courage to, well, right, yeah, I mean, to, if to one rally them, one attack against Yeah, If one of them died, opponent. the other would be functionally. Right. Sure. In, yeah. In, yeah. Okay, I'm just going to do it. Yeah, and, go and, for it. and worry about it later, Again. which seems like it's worked for me in real life. So in <laughs> fantasy land, hopefully it would work even better. Right. Okay. So that's a problem for future me. Um, or a hilarious, it's not a problem. It's an opportunity, I guess. Uh, a problem opportunity. <laughs> so I was just thinking like, I need to come up with a great portmanteau of their two names. Like mm-hmm. every great and by great, I mean, idiotic, like celebrity couple ever. Uh-huh. I mean, no offense to any celebrities listening. How do you see them in your head? You know that Ned Flanders thing where it's like nothing at all, nothing at all. It's like wearing nothing at all. Stupid, sexy Flanders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it like two of them like doing that like cross country skiing okay. together. Uh-huh. I, that's all I have in my head right now. Okay, so right. two sexy Flanders cross country skiing. Yes. Okay. Maybe they're a same sex couple. Maybe that's sort of what I'm sure. thinking. And they're wearing like matching outfits, and they sure. like are just the same thing. I don't know. All right, so I want to start putting stats down for mm-hmm. this um, portmanteau character. Uh, and maybe the character name, I'm just going to put down as portmanteau. Okay, that's pretty good. For some reason, I feel like, I think I actually spelled portmanteau correctly. Uh, so race, I'll leave off for mm-hmm. just right now. Sure. Um, I would say dexterity is really high. Should, yeah. should I roll for this or should I just make shit up? I think you should just make shit up. Okay. Think, think of it in terms of uh, uh, ranking them by the bonus. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, rank them from a scale of one of zero to four. Okay. Um, and, you know, four being the highest. And so if they are incredibly, you know, the pristine example of, of, dexter- def- mm-hmm. of dexterity, yeah, give them mm-hmm. that plus four and maybe make that their, their main thing, you know? Yeah, uh, I would say like... Because the one I, thing you don't want to actually have them do is outshine is the outshine player. The PCs, yeah. Okay, so maybe I'll put dexterity. I mean, I won't even fill in the number, just the right. bonus. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay. So I'll say dexterity is three. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and constitution would be pretty high. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Not uh, nearest, sure. Yeah, I'm going to say two, though, because if they're dependent on each other, then, like, if one gets sick or something, sure. then, like, the other. Um, intelligence, I don't think, would get a bonus necessarily, nor would wisdom. Okay. Uh, strength. I'm going to say one. Uh, I would give them, I would give them at least a bonus of plus one to wisdom. Remember that wisdom is the stat that controls all of your perceptive abilities. Right. And if you're like mountaineers, I feel like they've got at least a little bit on the ball when it comes to, 
yeah. you know, noticing that there's an avalanche, stuff like that. I'll say, I'll say two. Okay. okay. So. Because I think it also governs the survival skill, which I think yeah, would be yeah, definitely. good for the mountaineers. Yeah. Right. Okay. So um, if I'm making this character that I, I'm not mm-hmm. sure how important they'll be necessarily, they're definitely sure. going to be on Turtle Mountain mm-hmm. when my party arrives mm-hmm. yes. uh, and when the turtle starts moving mm-hmm. is going to be stuck on them. You know, like when right. the turtle starts moving, the people on there are the people on there. Right. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like there's no one else that can get on or off and whatever mystery unravels mm-hmm. or situation presents itself. Mm-hmm. The, uh, these people are going to be on there. Yes. So they're going to be at least a little important, right. but like yeah. not necessarily, like, I don't know whether they're going to be BFFs with the characters right. or not. Um, you just kind of let that relationship sort of. Yeah, exactly. Right. Develop. Develop. Yeah. So actually, you know what? I'm going to, um, I'm going to up the dexterity to four. Cause I feel like that's the possible, maybe like makes it possible that they could be useful to the characters. Cause if they don't have some amazing stat, then like they're just kind of like forgettable like whatever like they're mm. here. I mean, a th- a four is like too mu- too much. A four is pretty legendary. Okay, so three. having having a dex of three, <laughs> if they're a de- if they have a dex of three and they're trained mountain climbers, yeah, they have pretty good odds even in kind of bad right, right. In- inclement weather. Okay, so uh, I've got a name. <laughs> okay, and I've got bonuses. You did forget right. one stat. Well, oh what oh uh. Charisma. Oh well, I mean, if I'm just doing bonuses, if they've got no bonuses and in intelligence, oh, I or see, charisma. Sure. Um, but they, but the way you described, them, they did sound like they were pretty personable. Yeah. yeah okay. So I'll give them a one in charisma. Sure. Okay. Because it could be that. I mean, I think that they'd be pretty polarizing. This type of couple. Either you're just like, oh, you're so cute. Right. I, <laughs> I okay. I'll, yeah. I'll let you. I'll let you into my my group. Or you're disgusting. Get yeah. out of here. Yeah. Maybe they're the kinds of people who like. They're they they're 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 charismatic, but their charisma has turned inward. Like they mm-hmm. they only like they're mm-hmm. they only attempt to kind of like deal with each other in that right. charismatic way. And other people, they just don't even yeah. it, they don't even bother. Okay, so okay. Um, the next things, I guess, I, I, just this is a huge guess. Mm-hmm. Um, for an NPC, mm-hmm. would the next thing be hit points? So uh, we've there's a. There's a big step that we haven't done, which is class yes. and level. So what, like if, if I know they're going to be meeting the characters at the mm-hmm. beginning, mm-hmm. and I'm guessing I'll start my characters off at like two or something since one is just, I feel. I mean, it's your first time GMing. Start, start, gotta, with start, at, start, at, start okay. at the ground floor. Okay. So I'll start at the ground floor, women's wear and. Um, Sports. S- and Sports F- attire. F- yeah. leisure. Oh. Active wear. Oh, speaking of Terry portmanteaus. Pop. Portmanteau loves athleisure. Okay, so uh, they're going to be starting one. Should I make the characters, the NPCs, also relatively low level to sort of match that? Or I mean, again, if you make them high level, that really changes how they're going to be used yep. in this mm-hmm. um, in this campaign. Well, okay, so if there's two of them, maybe mm-hmm. I'll just put them at two? Sure. Okay. I was actually thinking about like, oh, they could be at two and they could be kind of like cross-class, so rather mm-hmm. than like... You know, they have two different classes to represent the fact that there are two of them. Okay, that sounds good. Okay, so... They're, they're each basically a level one dude, but they come together and they make one level two dude. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so... Um, they're essentially like a multi-class character. Right. Yeah. Uh, so level two and let's just say um, I think one of them would be 
can, I mean, like what class would be closest to, I, I guess like a rogue and a ranger, maybe ranger uh, ranger was what I was thinking. Yeah. Okay. So I'll say rogue and ranger. Oh God. They're so cute. I love, hate them already. <laughs> All right. Uh, alignment. I would just say like good, neutral, good, yeah. neutral, good. Yeah. Okay. Hey, political. Hey, political. Yeah, they love the mountains. They drop a lot of acid and, and look at the sky and, and think of how abstract like they don't fantasy like. Fantasy John Denver. Yeah. Oh, God, what? In a world of multi-species sentient beings, what do you refer to the difference between sentient... It's like not humanity and the world. It's... Uh, different different games solve that in different ways. There okay, we can talk blanket. about that later. Yeah. It's like a whole like world thing. It's still very humanocentric. I mean, some of yeah, the races right. are called demi-human. <laughs> okay, so... Which I'm sure the drow are like, how dare you? <laughs> yeah. uh, let's, let's fill out this one um, mm -hmm. and then we can sort of briefly talk about the other ones since we're doing this one more in detail. Mm -hmm. sure. And then we'll post um, all of these in completion on the website afterwards so that y'all can take a look at it. Uh, along with the name so you can at least have reference. All right, so we've got class, mm -hmm. we've got level, mm -hmm. alignment, which, mm -hmm. like, I mean, I'm not entirely sure. Sure. Like, what that helps. Race, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it'd be super cute if they were both dragonborn, just because I love the idea of this, like, dragonborn, like, these two dragonborn have run off. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I'm not familiar enough with Dragonborn to say whether that's realistic in a way that would be usable or whether I would just be like, it's cute. Well, I mean, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I mean, okay. Whatever you want. <laughs> All right. the, they're, they're, they're lizard people descended from dragons. Realism has already left the building. Yeah. <laughs> um, All right, I'm going to put on her personality traits, irritatingly cute. Good. Yes. Excellent. Mm, Great personality cute. trait. What could be? Like like, like overly lovey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so they, they love well, each other bronze, so much. And, and, bronze dragons are, are notoriously gregarious. The, the most gregarious uh, dragon race. Oh, my God. I'm in love with this couple now. I know. <laughs> I'm glad you feel the way I feel. And they're like, <laughs> they're, so they're so lovey and they love each other and they love everyone else and everyone else is like, Okay. Yeah. But they're and really they can talk nice. about how beautiful. Look at our bronze right. scales. They do a lot Aren't of like they, they do gorgeous? a lot of like they do a lot of like public preening of each <laughs> yeah. other's scales. They do so you know, like, much polishing each other's Guys, scales. Really? Like, yeah. mm, they do like, so yeah, much dragonborn yoga. So much yeah. yoga. <laughs> Anytime you're like, oh my neck hurts, so like yeah. have you tried <laughs> yoga? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your personality traits. Yoga. <laughs> um, Self-help. Oh, my God. Have you read this book? It helped me so much. Um, flaw, are they, okay, are they landmark? Like, is that? Personality traits, irritatingly cute. Flaws, irritatingly cute. <laughs> sure, perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. Maybe not the most usual way to fill out an NPC character no, shape. But you know, I mean, uh, I think I kind of love them. I kind of just, like, just want to play them in a regular game now. <laughs> Um, that's actually not a bad idea. If you were to like, say run a one shot with yeah. your NPCs, oh, just God, as a yeah. way to get, kind of get to know them better. Oh my God. It'd be like playing chess with yourself, only kind of weirder. Mm. Kind of. Okay. Let's give them some skills. Oh, right. Um, okay. Skills. So that's sort of the next important thing in a, in a NPC yeah, is what you're saying. Yeah. Skills and saving throws. And I mean, you know, we could go through the book and figure out, oh, first level rogue, first mm. level, uh, ranger, like, 
you know, what skills do they have access to? What saving throws do they have access to? But so, uh, you, you can also just say, pick the skills yeah. and the saving throws. Yeah. That say, I mean, basically, these these are the things I want the players to see right. these characters yeah. doing. So, yeah, let's just say for right now, um, I'll do that off mic, off camera, off mic. Um, I mean, because, I mean, I, I think the more important thing that I want to know while we're talking mm-hmm. is which things are most important and why specifically to an NPC? Because, I mean, I know how to fill out the sure. this sort of other things like looking up classes and whatnot and filling in numbers and, and spreadsheets. I mean, as, that's as, what's important for an NPC. Right? right, but like the difference between making it for an NPC and a character that you're playing. You know... As a player, I guess you, I am playing them, but yeah. as a player, you invest a lot of time in your character, right? Mm-hmm. You you sort of think about their capabilities. Maybe you think about <laughs> you know how they react to certain situations versus other situations. Maybe you make. I, I can't what? stop giggling because I keep th- I keep hoping someone out there will make fan art of this like dragonborn couple in sexy <laughs> Ned Flanders ski suit. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we can hope. Listeners. My birthday is coming up in a mere eight months. <laughs> Great. Get started now. Yeah. Uh, you know, so yeah, as a PC, you, as a player, you, you kind of pour a lot of time and energy into your character sheet. You have a, you should have a good sense of it. Yeah. But as a GM, especially for these characters who aren't necessarily kind of central to whatever plot you, you sort of wind up with, mm-hmm. um, you can be a little bit more cavalier about, you know, maybe they're not perfectly balanced. Maybe they're not, you know, they're not meant to be this. You don't need to have as deep an understanding of what they can do because you already know that, okay, they're mountaineers, you know, they're athletes. They're really good at climbing and they're really good at kind of mm-hmm. like survival stuff, but they don't need to be good at anything else. No. Okay. You know? So, I mean, this is sort of there ish right or should we yeah do i would i would i think it's not a bad idea to just look down the skill list and just like put a dot in three or four skills mm-hmm. okay right? that'll give you a little bit more to go on in terms of like what can these people do okay. I mean, what skills would serve a, a mountaineer right so acrobatics so, athletics nature right s- survival survival yeah okay so i just like yeah dot? okay yeah. I'm, I, could you remind me how many i Choose or is that based on a role that I totally did not do? I mean, it would be based on the character's class uh, uh, okay. and then their background. Okay. But as the GM, again, it's just not do, worth... Just do whatever just, you want. Just, yeah, just like... Okay, so they would be good at athletics for three sure. Three or four is about yeah. right. All right. Um, athletics, nature for sure. Um, and sur- they're still bound by the same... Survival. I mean, those things... The limitations that the player characters are because, of course, being second level ranger rogues, you don't want to say that, oh, well, they're plus... 15 in this right. year. Yeah. yeah. When I was first starting to learn how to play D&D, actually long before when I was just sort of aware of the concept of D&D, mm-hmm. one of the reasons, one of the things that I really kept thinking, um, like, it, it was just like, oh, well, why don't people just make some badass character? Mm-hmm. And I did not understand the joy of yeah. building a character. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got these skills. I got sort of these other things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that... Uh, I can fill out more of this before I put it on the website. Sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, why don't, how does this sound to you guys? Why don't we just do like the names and basic things of the other ones? Sure. Um, sure. Cause what I'd like to know also is like how to make complementary NPCs. Mm-hmm. Is uh-huh. that a thing? It seems like it would be a thing. 
Well, I mean, you don't want to have like three NPCs who are all warlocks. Actually, yeah. although that's kind of cool if it was like a coterie mm-hmm. of warlocks. Right. Okay. So basically, you basically you just want to kind of like you want to think about the world and think about what you know what needs to be in this world. What yeah. do you want there to be in this world? So what should we do next? The barback boy. I like the barback boy. Okay. Um, uh, I think the priest actually. Oh yeah, the priest is pretty important. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, just because it's your end, it's if it's, it's your antagonist, villain. yeah. Let's end on the priest because okay. I'm going to sure. do the barback boy, and I'm going to do the barback huh. boy real okay. fast. Okay, go. Yeah, I've got. I don't have a joke there. Um. Uh. Okay. So this kid, we don't have a name for him yet. Um. He is a level one barbarian. Does that mean he has anger issues? He does have anger issues, and <laughs> and it's surprise it's a surprisingly bad idea to put a barbarian in charge of all that glassware. <laughs> um, he's such a bad barback. Yeah, he probably gets fired good. and just follows the team around, being like, "Hey guys, you need any like stuff cleaned or mixed or brought up from the <laughs> cellar? I'm your boy." <laughs> we don't really have any of those things, and he's like, "That Backpacks? makes me very angry." I mean, basically, he wants to be a squire, but he's terrible at it. Yeah. He's like Podrick. Yeah, I mean, I I think I think of him as like. He like he's really desperately trying to to fit himself into an ideal that he has no aptitude for, and he really has no idea even what you would do in that situation. Right? Yeah, he just wants to be helpful, but but he also is just really good at smashing stuff. There's a lot of super ir- irritating NPCs in this yeah, <laughs> in this you know. game so far. So I'm gonna give him a strength plus three. I'm gonna give him a dex plus three. Kind of a little un. Uh, uh, Very athletic. Yeah, he's yeah. I'm giving him a constitution of plus one because he's. I think he. I think of him as being a little like wispy. Um, well, like he's still I mean, kind of young. I think if you're getting smacked around a lot of the bar back, like you know, like stupid boy, blah blah blah, like yeah. you have to have a little bit of a constitution. Uh, I think his. I think his int is plus one, but his wisdom is plus zero. Okay. Um, and I think he's re- relatively charismatic. He has, actually has a plus two charisma. Mm. I realized um, also that I'm really good at making funny characters. Mm-hmm. Or at least things that I think are funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone else can entertain themselves. But uh, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna need a little help with the antagonist because I just. I like. I'm. I'm 100 about comedy. No, that's fine. I'm funny, right? Mm-hmm. Funny sometimes. You're hilarious. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I think. I think the most I've ever made someone laugh is when I said, I understand comedy. And then they just lost their <laughs> shit. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know what, <laughs> how we're laughing. I don't know how to feel about yeah. that. Uh, okay. So uh, I gave him skills in animal handling, athletics, stealth, and survival. Okay, cool. Um, what's his name? What? Carmine. Oh, that's a good one. I like it. I, it's, a, it's a go-to for me. Chris. Yes. I think we're on... Priest. Yes, the yeah. priest. So as I remember, uh, mm-hmm. has dichromia, which is different colored eyes. Right. Heterochromia. Heterochromia. Was that heterochromia? Mm-hmm. Is it? I mean, oh, yeah, because they're too different. Yeah, okay, yes. yeah, you're smarter than I am. I keep forgetting. Uh, you went to grad school. Yeah, for, for an MFA. <laughs> I had someone tell me recently, I have an MFA, you have to trust me. And I like, got milk out my nose. Now, now you know, we've, we've talked about him as a quote-unquote priest, but that doesn't necessarily mean he has to be a cleric. No, he's absolutely not a cleric, right. I don't think. We've also talked about him as Tilda Swinton, and I really want us to stick with yeah. that image. Oh, right. yeah. So, uh, yeah, and then uh, is very dapply. 
dapperly, dapperly, dapperly dressed, mm-hmm. uh, formal clothes. Did they also, we also haven't established a gender. So we're just going to, I think I'm going to just go with they, because if it's a Tilda Swinton sort of thing, then yeah, no, okay. just do that andro- androgynous so thing all the way. This priest, <laughs> um, so this priest being the, the antagonist, but, but unknown as being unknown. the antagonist at the beginning, yes, but being that it is, it is intended to be the antagonist. It's stats are actually very important because they're going to determine its survivability. Yeah. When it ultimately comes to face the, the, the player characters. Yeah. This combat. is a character that we're going to want to like do a little bit more, um, more cleanly more and traditional. So when, right. you, when you when we come up with the class and more importantly the level of this priest we are in essence setting the point at which it's going to confront the players i have an interesting question or at least it's interesting to me yes do npcs level up uh, it's that's purely up to you up to you yeah. they oh can. my god this yeah. is the best i yeah. really like this game because you're in charge of everything, like the because whole world. Because I'm a huge control freak, as know, as is... you two very patient gentlemen know. And I mean, so not... I have been in parties <laughs> where a game master controlled PC, a GM PC, was part of the party. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a great help to have. Of course, that means that there's one more factor to divide the XP reward by. So mm-hmm. your your the amount of experience points you'll be getting will be be lower. Um, than if that character wasn't there. But of course, an additional character is a boon in nearly any combat situation. Right, right. Um, uh, so. And so in those circumstances, yes, I we we have, we have would level that PC along right, with yeah. everyone else. Mm. But if it was an antagonist, you set that level in a sense to, to set when you plan on having the characters confront this character. Right. If this NPC is... is um, not expected to die until it engages the PCs in that, right. that big pivotal battle, mm-hmm. then you really only need to stat that PC out for that point. I think you said something about this before, but let's say mm-hmm. I have four characters mm-hmm. or four players that mm-hmm. are PCs. Um, and so they're all at one point feasibly going against this one NPC. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they're, let's say they're all second by the time they get to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, I don't know, half of them are magic users or something. Mm-hmm. Is there some sort of math, right? So two, four, six, eight, they are, you know, eight levels together mm-hmm. of what the NPC should be to go- give a good challenge. So, uh, talking about your antagonist, determining what level he, he uh, it is going to be, they. they are going to be, um, and how that uh, uh, relates to how what level the player characters are going to be when they ultimately confront this character. It's very easy to create a character or an NPC that you intend to be a villain and you think this character is awesome and maybe even a little too powerful for the players. Never underestimate the effectiveness of four third level player characters. Yep. Oh, like like the ingenuity of... Oh, yeah. And I mean, I can also when, just like I mean, when I get there, like raise their level because I'm like, sure, oh, my characters are brilliant. Ultimately, yeah. actually, um, a, a solo villain um, can really get owned. 
Um, if mm. there isn't, yeah. if there aren't other things to draw away the play, the, the player character's attention, mm-hmm. their action economy, um, to consume their resources. Ooh, action economy. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because four players fight, four players attack four times more often than one villain. Yes. Right. So, um, uh, Alexei, I think you pulled up the chart in the book. Yeah. So, uh, on page, uh, 81, end of page 81, start of page 82, there's on the, actually, on the DMG. in the DMG, um, there's a chart of. XP thresholds by character level. So what mm. this tells you is for a certain level of party members, what how much XP worth of monsters should they be fighting? Okay. Um, and they break it down into easy encounters, medium encounters, hard encounters, and deadly encounters. Mm-hmm. So if you want this dude to be a deadly encounter, for second level characters, they say about 200 XP. Okay. Which is small, so it might be worth waiting until that third level, mm-hmm. so you have a little bit more to play with. Mm-hmm. In my experience, just as a player, it's always seemed like the book has underestimated lots of things. That is true. Like if it, you're like if there's a, a a spell or a creature or something, it's like oh, this should be good against this, and it always seems like it's you know it's over underestimated. Like it's it's it's, it's it airs on easy instead mm-hmm. of challenging. Maybe I'm just like blessed with a really intelligent creative friends, which I know I am. But uh, yeah, no, I I don't think you're wrong. Um, definitely, you know, like we said, depending on the the actual kind of setup of the encounter, you know, uh, a f- you know a party of second level adventurers shouldn't probably be able to take down, for example, like a fourth or a fifth level wizard, right? Mm-hmm. That that a, a fourth or fifth level wizard should be a, a really tough challenge because for those the first characters. time that that fourth or fifth level wizard casts sleep. Yeah, they're or all color spray because right, it's kind of exponential, right? right. It's not yeah. like they're one better. It's actually like they. Yeah. Cool. But that said, you know, if those if those players are prepared and if they get the drop on the wizard and if you know if they have ways to kind of like force multiply, um, it's totally conceivable that a party of second level four second level PCs could take out a fourth yeah. or fifth level. Yeah. So, so long story short, what do you think I should make this priest? I oh, I guess we should do class first because that might also determine. Yeah, a lot, I mean, huh? um, I think he's a magic user. I mean, maybe not a. If he's a cleric, he's definitely not good. Well, I, I mean, well, I mean, if if it's if it's a cleric, then the cleric's focus is not offensive, and it'll be a little difficult for that that cleric right. to solo a party of four PCs. I beg to differ. <laughs> um. So I mean, it's a war, or a, a very disingenuous warlock or something. Sure. Um, I, or, I like warlocks. Oh, it could be a lich. Warlocks are great. Lich. No. lich is a monster. That a lich, I know. a lich is like a lich is like way up that yeah, power yeah. curve. All right. Uh, so, duke it out, you guys. Cleric or other? Cleric or warlock? Um, I like warlock because it's it's purely offensive and scary. Okay. It seems like the warlock also, for some reason, in my mind, as a magic user. Is a little. I mean, obviously they're a little more wild because they're not just book learning. Uh, like their 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 lust for power is in the short is 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 impatient. That right? and, yeah. it's, and it's based on a pact, so right. they right. they have some kind of a, a association okay. with another power. Yeah, let's do that. Which yeah. Of course, would you you'd have to factor that into their plot or their motivation. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with that. I like that. Let's yeah. say warlock and level. Um, somewhere between three and five. Yeah. Four. Sure. That's between those two numbers. Yep. And I would I, I would actually go five. Inclusive. I think five okay. five is a good because if they encounter the, the if they encounter that at second, 
they can Mike run gives away. them a run for money, and they could like escape and and run yeah. away and go. Oh okay. shit, that a, was that was harrowing. Level, a fifth level warlock against the party of second level adventurers. I would put I would put pretty good odds on that warlock. Yeah, mm-hmm. not a hundred percent, but but and especially depending on how you build this character, mm. you might build in a certain amount of sort of fail safe actions. Mm. Like if the party members look like they are getting the drop on this warlock, the warlock has the the warlock has like the magical wherewithal mm. to remove himself from the situation or like, mm. you know, dimension door or what uh, it doesn't have dimension. Door or yet, if but. it looks like they're, I guess if, if, if my PCs look like they're failing, mm-hmm. I could do something like get them to within an inch of death and have the warlock just be like, I'm going to like laugh right. maniacally yeah. and, and leave. Like I'm leaving you crippled. doesn't crippled. have to kill them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, it, it, yeah. So uh, as long as there's a good rationale for the villain to leave sure. him alive, right? Um, so let's put that down, okay. Chris. I think that's in front of you. So fifth level warlock. Hey. We can either come up with the name. Sorry. We can either come up with the name now or later. I don't really mm. care. Mm-hmm. Oh well, it's a habit of race. Human. Yeah. yeah. Human. A, yeah half elf maybe I mean, but like no I, I, mean, I like human i like human 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 it is i mean they're already pretty weird right oh uh whew. i mean if they're a warlock and they're indebted to something else they can't be to- totally chaotic evil no it's sure they can yeah i mean they mm. could i kind of like be agents of chaos an agent of chaos makes... i kind of I, I don't know i kind of i think there's like too many chaotic good evil well, neutrals does it, does it is it motivated by motivated by a desire to destroy? Then it's likely chaotic. If it's motivated by a desire to control. Then it's likely lawful. And if it's motivated purely by self interest, then it's neutral. I kind of. And if it's well, and it's perfectly happy to inflict suffering, of, then it's evil. I kind of like the idea, and this might be getting a little too big for my britches, but um, I'm not wearing britches. I don't even know what britches are. Uh, of them being some part of lo- some larger secret group that has an agenda, sure. making them lawful. Yeah, that's evil. why I, I I like lawful villains yeah. just because yeah. they mm-hmm. they're more plays well with others. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, lawful evil, and I'll just lawful have to make evil. up an entire backstory in world history and uh, credo for this thing that doesn't exist yet. Yes, welcome to Dungeons and Dragons. For those listening, and also for those who are my co-hosts, it's not that I don't want to fill in this information now it's that i i want to get the infrastructure in my head yeah and then no, fill no, it in in a way a, that is is yeah, yeah this okay. is just fodder for you to think about okay yeah. i think we should do a quick monster of the week what's that thing let's have a peek monster of the week Imagine you've just spent the last three days plumbing the depths of an abandoned dungeon complex. The monsters have been harrowing. The traps have sapped you both of resources and your life's blood. You are hoping for some reward, some shiny bauble to make all this toil and terror worthwhile. And you find it in a room bare and empty except for a chest. 
and you think to yourself, finally, this gilded chest will make all of my pain, all of my suffering worthwhile. And so, with your enthusiasm, hope in your heart, you step in front of that gilded, beautifully presented chest. It seems to brim with riches. Where even the, the party's rogue says, I'm going to search it for traps. <laughs> thinking positively that even if there is one, they'll be able to circumvent it, no problem. No and then, problem. When the Game Master says, no, there's no trap. There's no trap. It, it looks, it looks, uh, if anything, it looks inviting. It does. It seems to ask you to open it. And then you do. And then you do. And then it eats you. And then it eats you. The... Mimic. I think uh, that's the entire it, monster of the week. I don't think we need anything. It, <laughs> that it, was amazing. It eats you. Okay. Uh, it eats you pretty bad. So this episode has gotten a little long. Uh, so we have decided to split it into two episodes. Uh, next episode, we will be doing maps. Uh, I will be building a map for Turtle Mountain. Um, and then we also have reader questions for the yeah. very first time, which is, I am really really excited about i feel love in my heart from well, you guys nice when the community and come and reaches out and touches yeah. you maybe, maybe <laughs> answer words. where's the questions. hr for this podcast <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah so turn in next week um and we will be doing those things excellent see you guys then bye